This is Nerd Talk Everybody, to this week's episode of Nerd Talk Ellipse, where nerd enthusiasts such as us come together with a common goal to geek out and preach nerdism in yesterday's and today's nerd culture. Featuring your hosts, Lane Stein and DJ Ben Hollow. Hey, what's up, nerd enthusiasts? Thanks for joining us for episode 16 of Nerd Talk Lips. My name is Lane. And I'm Deej. And as always, we're here geeking out weekly with our listeners about our favorite nerd topics. Talk Marvel and DC Comics, specializing in the CW's Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. Star Wars, Harry Potter, Walking Dead, Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z, and everything Talk in between. That's right, folks. And today on our show, we're going to be talking about the latest and greatest in nerd news. Flash, Arrow, Legends, and Fear the Walking Dead. And without further ado, do do here comes nerd news. It's time for the latest in nerd news with Nerd Talkalypse. What's up, everybody? We got this is the latest and greatest in nerd news for episode 16 of Nerd Talkalypse. We're gonna start off things with the Walking Dead news today. Uh, this is just about that new show. What does it have to do with Walking Dead? Robert Kirkman. Oh. Um, so, do you want me to read it? I don't care how. <laughs> so, Heroes and Villains. This is kind of like an overall news story. The only reason it's Walking Dead section is because Robert Kirkman, um, who writes the Walking Dead comics. But I guess he's going to be hosting or creating something called Heroes and Villains, The History of Comic Books. It's heading to AMC... And um, I guess it's from The Walking Dead, the Robert Kirkman. So it says AMC announced Tuesday that it has greenlit the new documentary series Heroes and Villains, The History of Comic Books, which is a working title, apparently. The executive To be executive produced by Robert Kirkman. Okay. Um, and David Alpert, who's also on The Walking Dead. It's going to be through Skybound Entertainment. The series is slated to premiere in 2017. The six-part one-hour documentary series will 
explore the stories, people, and events that have transformed the world of comic books using a distinctive filmmaker approach. The series takes a deep dive into the most accessible and often submersive or subversive comic modern popular art form or modern I'm stumbling over my words like a jackass um the subversive modern popular art form from origin stories to the untold hidden or history behind the comic characters heroes and villains will explore a wide ranger range of topics including pop culture politics race gender and sexuality so that'll be really cool. I have a, I have some sick, strange feeling that com we're not getting any more comic book men. Yeah, probably not. Um, experiencing the apocalypse is closer than we ever thought. The Walking Dead attraction is coming together at the Universal Studios Hollywood. The new ride is set to open on July 4th, 2016, which is just over a month away. Sound clip. Yeah, I have a sound clip from, uh, it's like a two-minute sound clip. It's really interesting. It's got Greg Nicotero and a bunch of stuff in there, so I'm going to put that in right now. As designers of the attraction, one of the things we're always striving for is authenticity. So that's why we were so excited to be able to work with Greg Nicotero. But what that means for us in practical terms is we get to use things like this. This is Bicycle Girl, one of the most iconic walkers in all of the Walking Dead universe. And for our attraction, we get to use the actual molds that went into creating this character for the show and bring her to life as an animated figure in the attraction. And you can't get any better than that. After six years of working on the show, we have a great opportunity to take The Walking Dead out of the studio, off the soundstage, and put it at the attraction at Universal Studios Hollywood, where guests can come face to face with The Walking Dead. So like this is run out of the mold. This is broken up this way so that in the core that you'll have teeth. These are silicone zombie teeth. These will go on the inside of the structure and then the eyes will go in. It's a soft bite. Yeah. <laughs> eyes are all acrylic. You see like cool broken capillaries and hazed over. And there you go. <laughs> For me, something that's very exciting is being able to make the attraction as 100% authentic as possible. We're getting a chance to do animatronic characters that we've never done before. We're getting a chance to utilize molds that were created specifically for the show and translate them into parts of the attraction. It's one-of-a-kind, state-of-the-art. I, I can't wait, I can't wait, it's gonna be great. All right, guys, we're getting moving right into DC Universe news. It's going to work out toward like a little table after that. Mm -hmm. so, um, um, so, latest in DC Universe news, this is pretty interesting and it's very exciting. Uh, last week we talked about Ben Affleck being part added part to, uh, to the Justice League franchise, but they've also added their own. Marvel has Kevin Feige, and he's like the creative... Uh, creative officer on on the set making sure everything right happens in the marvel universe well dc's got jeff johns and he's been added to the uh all of the films coming out to make sure that they're not fucking anything up um that's good says he will co-run the dc films for warner brothers after the batman v superman backlash backlash and for those of you who don't know who jeff johns is 
I've got a little thing in here from his uh, biography. It says, Jeff Johns is an American comic book and television writer, film and television producer. He's the chief creative officer at DC Comics, a position that he has served since 2010. His most notable work uh, in different media has used or yeah, has used the DC Comics characters Green Lantern, Aquaman, Flash, and Superman. John's, uh, John's presence um, hopes his presence will add more hope, optimism, and legacy into the DC movies. All right, we're getting our first looks at the DC Comics Rebirth. Now, they're doing a new comic line after New 52. I guess they're rebooting it all over again, and it's called a Rebirth, right? Yep. That's the whole thing. And uh, we get a look at Joker. There's a little picture of Batman and Joker here, and this Joker resembles Leto's Joker a lot. So now he's a real Joker, so y'all can suck it. Yeah, I think I like it though. I think he looks cool. He's got a pimp ass white suit. Yeah. And you know his the, the undershirt is purple and white tie, real short hair. DJ, actually, you ordered this book, this comic book. I ordered DC Rebirth number one. It's like a oversized. Well, if you do that, we're gonna have to start ordering every issue now. It's gonna get expensive. There's so many of them. Each one of each each character. Out? No, they're just starting to come out. Like Wednesday is the first release mm-hmm. of the main of the big overall story, and then each each character is getting their own rebirth mm-hmm. issue. So like, it's gonna be fucking ridiculous. How it's gonna be thirty dollars a month. How much is one issue? What two 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 ball two ninety nine? What is split it? Yeah, I mean I I subscribe to them, so that's where I'm getting them from. I'm gonna wanna, I wanna read them. I'm gonna wanna read them. I mean, yeah, I want to read them too. I mean, at least the ones that I, you know, at least the the big five or the big three. Yeah. Like flat or, I don't really so much care to read the Wonder Woman ones as much as I would care to read like Batman and Superman, Flash. Yeah. And maybe the Green Arrow. Green Lantern. Oh yeah, Green Lantern. Well, yeah. I mean, it's totally doable. We can. It's something that we can do. They they come out, different times, so it won't be. It might not be that bad. I'll play it by ear. Yeah. But okay, so. Um, there are plans for DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow to cross over in the fall, um, which will be the next season for each one. We're going into season two of Supergirl, which, uh, as we talked about last week, got moved to the CW. Season three of The Flash, season five of Arrow, and season two of Legends. So I, I'm assuming that this is going to be like a big four-hour crossover event. It's going to be awesome. For each episode. It's like Tuesday, Wednesday, th- like what, what, what day Monday is Supergirl? Monday through... Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. What, does it go Supergirl? Yeah. Flash? Arrow Legends? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it'll be... I, I'm assuming it'll probably be episode 8 of each one. That's the way that they've been doing it right along. So, you know, the seasons will start out, then episode 8. Right before the mid-season finale for each show, we're going to get a big four-hour crossover event, and then the next week will be the mid-season finale, and then that'll be awesome. Yeah, I cannot wait crazy. to see that. Because Legends... The, I mean, Legends ended this week... Flash ends this week. And Arrow also ends this week. Supergirl ended a while ago. But then everything will be back on the same time slot. And everything will be ending at the same time. So that episode of Nerdtocalypse is going to be insane. Yeah. <laughs> that is for damn sure. But these... Okay. These are All right. interesting. So we got uh, we got some first reactions to the Suicide Squad movie. I guess a couple pre-viewings. Um... I guess it aired at some Should, comic con. Can we say their names, or we're not allowed to say their names? Yeah, we could say them. I mean, they're posted up online. So, because a Twitter, this is all from Twitter. So I got a guy Nikon Gamer, I guess. He says, "Got to watch an early screening of Suicide Squad, and it was actually pretty great." <laughs> like, he, so he was like expecting it not to be. Right. Well, 
Um, so we got Ultra Star Killer who said that saw Suicide Squad today. Um, it met my expectations. Can't wait for the actual release. So I'm assuming that they may not have seen like a fully um, like all the effects being done and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, you got from Lisa, Lisa, whatever. Lisa. She says, I recommend everyone go see Suicide Squad in August. It is a pleasure. You will be surprised. She wrote this in all capital letters. She's excited. Um, so then we got Alexis Harold. Um, saw, uh, saw a free first screening of Suicide Squad last night. The movie was amazing. Hashtag amazing. Uh, all the characters were played incredibly well. Hashtag recommended. Oh, yeah. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, and also we saw the season finale of Legends introduced the JSA, the Justice Society of America, which would be the Justice League counterpart on Earth 2, pretty much. Like, you know, you got guys like, uh, Alan Scott, uh, fucking Our Man. And then we saw Rex Tyler, who is Our Man, in this last episode. Did you finish it? No. No? Yeah. So he actually comes in and introduces the Justice League. It's pretty interesting. Ju- Justice Society. It's pretty interesting. Um, but that's that's all we got for D- uh, that's DC Universe news. We got some... Uh, a decent amount of Marvel news here, I guess. It's pretty interesting. I'm going to get right into it. Um, so, first things first. I saw earlier this week, this is very heavily rumored, so take this with 10 pounds of salt. But, um, I guess Blade, Ghost Rider, and Moon Knight are going to be, are rumored for a Netflix TV series. Like all three separate shows? or All three, all three separate oh, shows. Okay. Um this is all, like I said, take it with the, the 10 pounds of salt. And you know. Right. And then Moon Knight, for some of you guys, if you don't know, is like a Batman version version of Batman right. and Marvel. He's a kind of type of like him. That'd be pretty cool. I, I, I was kind of hoping ever since yesterday, when you were talking to me about it the other day, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Sentry. Yeah, Sentry's crazy as shit. Though. I would love to see something like that because that would be – he seems nuts. Sentry's like a, the super version of Superman in Marvel. He's like a – well, he's more of a god – Crazy. Then we got uh, another next nerd news on Marvel. We got tons of Spidey homecoming rumors have exploded across the internet in the last few days. A few mentionable rumors include: first he's in, next he's out. The back, then back in Michael Keaton's seemingly confirms his role as the villainous Vulture in the upcoming Spider-Man film. Which I hope it's not just a Vulture movie because Vulture is a chump. All right. Well, there's a lot of things involving the Vulture that they're talking about how his... Whatever suit he has apparently is going to be uh, made from... What's the name of the aliens that came in the Avengers? I don't know. The Jatori? Something like that. Yeah, I guess his suit's going to be made from leftover... um, Vultures is? Yes. And that it's supposed to make him age incredibly fast. Interesting. Um, there is apparently somebody out there is saying that Spidey's new suit will have web wings um, as an upgrade from Tony Stark which is something that he's rocked in the comics that I I, I know I was reading a little bit about it because it's not something you see very frequently but it'll be the first time in any Spider-Man live action adaptation that he'll have web wings I was reading an interesting thing about Vulture it says a Vulture's old, but he has he found a way to use uh, use biochemical means to make himself younger. 
and at one point he used the device to steal Spider-Man's youth, leaving Vulture young and Spider-Man old. Hmm. He said, but this effect wore off within hours. Wouldn't it be funny if, like, in that movie, Spider-Man turned old and he turned into Tobey Maguire? And then gradually de-aged, and it went through Andrew Garfield, and then back, back into to Tom Holland. Holland. That'd be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I doubt they'll do that shit, but that would be funny. Um, the Vulture is also part of the Sinister Six. Right. So, what do you think about Spidey and his web wings? I've never seen that. Not, really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen that in any. any I guess they're I'm they're going to make him. The, the the rumor states that there should there's a scene that involving. There was a lot of rumors that came out this week about Spider-Man. Like, basically an entire plot leak. I didn't read any of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't read any of it, but the uh, the one the one thing that did say about the web wings and that there would be a scene where he would glide through the city. I don't see why he needs like to. Like a wingsuit. I don't see why that's necessary. He has. I don't see why it's necessary either, but maybe just it'd be cool. Yeah. They gotta do something different. I mean, in every adaptation of Spider-Man we've seen, we've seen him do pretty much just about anything he can do in the sky. Yeah, but I like web slinging as Spider-Man. I know that. I'm just saying they've got a. I'm 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 certain that it's not something he's gonna continuously do. Right. I mean, if he's got to get somewhere pretty quick and he doesn't feel like you know getting that low to the ground. Yeah. Maybe you just glide there. Interesting. Apparently, it's something that he's had for a long time. Like they had they had pictures of him in the comics, like bunch of different comics and he just had these big web wings underneath his arms it's not something I've ever yeah, there's so many comics I haven't read of it I mean I've never, right. I've never seen it on any of the cartoons or anything but and it should be pretty cool I guess then on uh, Captain America Civil War crosses 1 billion dollars at worldwide box office today as of May 20th 2016 at 8.15pm that's pretty crazy yeah and then this this just came in this morning that it uh it passes the dark night and enters the top 20 highest grossing movies of all time sweetness so that's pretty cool Deadpool's in up there too right like, I think I haven't looked at the, the list of the top 20 but I'm sure Deadpool's up there so while Lane looks that up I'm going to go over this quick Star Wars news that we have here it's only one piece it's pretty interesting though so it says possibly leaked like I said take this with a grain of salt Star Wars Episode Eight title has possibly been revealed. The title on the poster, which also bears the logo for Star Wars Celebration in Europe 2016, is Star Wars Fall of the Resistance. Um, the Celebration logo helps lend credence to this, as it may have well been the plan to reveal the title at the convention. The con takes place in London in July, and is expected to have many major revelations and teases. Um... With panels planned for Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and Star Wars Rebels, and everything else under the Star Wars suns. I guess Star Wars has many suns. We're looking up to see where Deadpool lies in the top 20 list. Well, I'm going to just read the top 20 list from 20 to 1. Yeah, Pi- uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Stranger Tides is 20 at 1 billion, 45 million. Captain America Civil War is 19 at 1 billion 53 million. Wow. Toy Story 3 at 1 billion 63 million Doesn't at number 18. Me. Number 17 is Dead Man's Chest at 1 billion 66 million. Dark Knight Rises is at 1 billion 84 million at 16th. I thought it said it passed the Dark Knight. Passed the Dark Knight. Yeah. Not Dark Knight Rises. That was the third one. You no, know, Dark Knight's not even in the top 30. But. <clears throat> 
<clears throat> okay, and we got Transformers Age of Extinction one billion one hundred million at fifteen. Skyfall at fourteen, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King at thirteen, Transformers Dark of the Moon at twelve, Minions at eleven, <laughs> Iron Man three at ten, Frozen at nine, Deathly Hallows Part two at eight, Age of Ultron part is seven, Furious seven at six, Avengers at five, Jurassic World at four, Force Awakens at three, Titanic at two, and Avatar at one. Damn. Interesting. I'm glad Harry Potter's up there. Yeah, that's cool. So if you all haven't checked out the trailer for this movie coming out called The Swiss Army Man, you better get your butt on the internet and check it out because we are going to be talking about that movie on this show. And I've never been so excited to see Daniel Radcliffe in something other than Harry Potter. Weird. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, it is the weirdest thing in the history of trailers, but it looks just uh, incredible. I can't wait to watch it. Now we're going to get into uh, The Flash. Yeah, we're going to talk about that episode episode of The Flash this week. is just awesome. So much to talk about. Um, I'm trying to think how, how it opens up. It's just like this with Barry being all giddy and... Oh yeah, and then like that's the, right. The town, the, we're in a metalocalypse. Metapocalypse. Metapocalypse. Metalocalypse. Metapocalypse. Metalocalypse. Yeah. Yeah. They, it, Are we it, recording right now? Yeah, we're recording. Oh. Yeah. So the episode starts off in the Flash with just uh, we kind of just the, the opening scene is just devastation in Star Star City, Central City, Central, Central City. City. What the fuck am I thinking? Uh, just devastation. It looks like pretty much an apocalypse and. It cuts, you know, you get to see, you know, Cisco and them, they're, like, busting their asses, and they're calling it the Metapocalypse, which is, like, the they're all metahumans, just causing the end of the city. And Flash is trying to stop everything, but he can't stop everything at once. You know, he's the Flash, but there's hundreds, possibly thousands, they say, of people, of metahumans doing this. and So, uh, but he just seems to be, un- like, so fucking optimistic, like, like, too, like, over-the-top optimistic. Everybody's looking at each other like, what the shit? Like... Right. Why is he so like? They're like concerned about it. Uh, with an army of Earth Two metahumans attacking Central City Police, and they are snatched up by the Flash. See, at the paper, Iris is writing about the Metapocalypse. We just talked about that. Star Labs. And Wally takes it upon himself. To, yeah. To leave the house and be a hero. It said in the description. It said Wally takes to the streets <laughs> to help the Flash, which everybody thought. Uh, you know, you know what that means if you don't know, but right, um, what it could mean, what it could mean. Um, so let's see. Caitlin, Caitlin has arrived and she's in shock and she's being checked out by Henry. Yeah, it was all sudden too, because like uh, Cisco's like, you, Barry, you got to get in here, and like he runs in there. What, what? And then Caitlin's just sitting there, like right. And she has like uh, what I what I'm gonna call uh, post traumatic PTSD, P PTZD, post traumatic zoom disorder. Post-traumatic Zoom disorder. <laughs> Interesting. Um, but she keeps seeing Zoom all over the place, and it's it's terrifying. It's very menacing. Could you imagine? Oh, I know. Like, what if he wasn't? What if that wasn't really just like her imagining him? Right. What if he was really just like popping in, and being just for two seconds, just to fuck with her? I think that would be ridiculous. I think he's fast enough. Yeah, but for Barry not to realize him or see him. Just show up, right, in any window she looks I can't in. kill you whenever yeah. I please, bitch. So like, I know where you're at. Just take a chill pill. Um, 
Barry tells Caitlin that they that he has faith and that they can stop Zoom and that the universe is with them. I think he says the speed force is with them. Yeah, he says the speed sport, the feet, the speed force is with us. May the speed force be with you and also with you. <laughs> um, the team is worried that Barry is too overconfident. Yeah, he's like he's his attitude is crazy. He's so happy. We can't. He's, he's like it's like. He's not concerned. Like, there's people probably dying at the moment like, in this city. Right. He's just like, hey, we got this. <laughs> yeah, he's like, we can do it. It's all good. So, uh, Tina McGee makes an appearance back in this episode. She's from Mercury Labs. Um, the building is attacked by a woman using a sonic scream, which we find out that it is the Black Siren. Which is Earth 2 Laurel Lance. Earth 2 Laurel Lance. So, and she's fucking different. Way yeah, different. and she's totally aware that her Earth 1 counterpart had just died also. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And she, uh, you know, so, and then she takes it down, and uh, you know they're all wondering who the hell would do this. Or like they didn't know how it happened at first. You know we did, but they didn't know. And Tina ends up coming to the lab. No, uh, Barry rescues her, and she goes, "Thank you, Mister Allen." He looks at her like, "What?" She goes, "I'm a scientist." I'm like, you don't think? <laughs> oh I didn't yeah, know? that's right. I forgot she knew. So you know, she figured out on her own that Barry Allen was the Flash. Right. So, so uh, at Star Labs, Caitlin is uh, passed out when Cisco comes in to check on her and Barry. As he's talking to Barry, he vibes a dead or he vibes and he sees a dead bird. Then he comes out of the trance confused. And he gets a call from Mercury Labs. Barry suits up and heads out, saves Tina McGee from falling records. So, yeah, that's backwards. Why no, did, no, she, really. did she go back? That's not backwards. We just talked about. I, I, well, no, because right here it says Tina McGee. Oh, it's praising one of her scientists. I see. Yeah. I understand. But, um, yeah, so he goes and saves her, and they bring her back to the thing, and that's when she thanks him. Yeah, and then we see Black Siren turn around and leave, and we see that it's Laurel, or it's two Laurel, so. But Cisco's vibing about dead birds, which I, first I suspected they were canaries, but they were pigeons. Yeah, they're pigeons. And I don't know what it represents. I don't, I don't know if we ever found out in this episode exactly. I mean, I think it just, like, represents... Birds? Black canary? Huh? The canary? No, I think it would just represent... Because at the end of the episode, you find out what he's really vibing. Like, that big... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Um, well, at Star Labs, McGee shakes Henry's hand. I guess they meet for the first time. She goes, I'm Dr. McGee. And he goes, I'm Dr. Allen. Like, and, I guess and, they acted together before in something. Oh, I Those two know. actors. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I think I heard that they did, and that they were excited to be back on set together. And well, and she suggested that it's probably wasn't Zoom that did it, and then she goes, "Well, a couple, couple, like a few months back, I saw Harrison Wells in my office, and she goes, I don't know if he has anything to do with it." And he goes, uh, and then like the Wells comes out, and he goes, "Well, I was there, but I, it's not me." Like, You're right. He's drinking a cup of coffee. He's not likely. Coffee. And she's like, "Holy shit." Um, because we got a lot of stuff to catch you up on, Barry tells her. Right. Uh, so back out on the streets, Wally tackles a purse, purse snatcher who turns out to be a metahuman before she can, before the meta can turn on him. Though he's booted by the police, Joe chastises Wally for getting involved. Um, he could have been killed. He's like freaked out because Wally's like, you know, he could have, he would have died if the cops were I said American. chastises. I meant chastises. Chastises. But um, yeah, he's pissed. Joe gets pissed at Wally for getting involved, pretty much. Can't blame him. 
But Wally, Wally is determined to make up for you know his past wrongs. He wants to help the Flash. You know, he he wants basically he wants the Flash to know that he's worth saving. Right. Because the Flash saved his life a few episodes back, and he just wants the Flash to know that he didn't save him for nothing. Which is cool. That's a good mindset for Wally to have. I, I'm I hope that he turns into the Wally West that I know and love. Yeah, and then um, and at Star Labs, uh, Harrison Wells walks in on Caitlin running some tests on Jesse. And he's like, why, why are you doing that? And she goes, well, I'm trying to see if there's anything wrong. And he goes, you're not a metahuman. And then, but like, uh, they, they, the way they look, they made it seem like they're finding something in her. Right. Um, suddenly, Caitlin has a vision of Zoom, which is the PTZD. PTZD. The PTZD that we kept, kept talking about. Post-traumatic Zoom disorder. Um Barry brings a black box back from Mercury Labs. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the camera box. Yeah, because she was saying that all of their surveillance goes to this one specific black box, and Barry's like, oh, I'll find it, because they want to see who it was. And... Did they? Did anything ever come to light out of that box? I don't know. I feel like he brought it back, and we didn't really... Because later on, Siren attacks the building, and Barry just shows up. I don't know. Right. Um... Before, before Barry leaves... Uh, Henry, his dad, pulls him aside because they're like, somebody needs, earlier they were saying somebody needs to talk to him about how positive he is it could be, like, self-destructive and he, so Henry talks to him he's like, you know, you're not indestructible, he goes pretty much, you know, saying stuff like uh, you know, I understand that in the being in the speed force is different and he goes, well, it changed, he's like, it changed me he's like, and he's like, I'm not afraid anymore, like, is the thing, like the biggest thing about it is that he's just not scared, like that, which is showing up in his overconfidence, just not being afraid at all. But I think what well, it was Iris that says being afraid is good sometimes. Like, right, and you, I mean, the, and and but Barry gets mad at his dad. He's like, why can't you just let me have this? Yeah, you know, and and because Barry's still very confident in that. Um, let's see. So then they get into. Yeah, an alarm goes off, and they go in, and they see that uh, there's a flash of symbols burn on the side of a building. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, okay. Like, it's like a way, it's like Zoom calling Flash. So. Right. Calls him out. So, Barry shows up to the police department, where Zoom is. So, Zoom is in Barry's lab, checking out his mom's murder board. Murder board. Murder board. Uh, it tells, this is, at this point, this is just Hunter. Like, I mean, it's still Zoom, but it's Hunter. Right. Um, And he's, he's telling Barry that whatever he does, it won't be enough. That he says they're the same person, the same tragic background, the same reason for running. He tells Barry, or he says that Barry rejects his anger, though, um, and that stopping stopping to save people is why he'll lose. Yeah, because like, uh, when, like pretty much Zoom saying like, well, when, when you're gonna, you might have an opportunity to kill me, but it's, but if there's a building going down at the same time, you're going after that building, and I'm gonna still be alive, like. Right. Zoom says he won't do that. Like you know, Zoom wouldn't do that. He would just kill you. Right. He would go straight for it. Just yeah. give a fuck. You know what it is about villains fall. always thinking that the good guys are like them. Like, right. Maybe similar in some ways, but Barry's using this. They have may have the same past in some ways, but Barry didn't let it run his life. Barry chose to be good because of it. And right. Zoom Hunter's choosing to be bad because of it. Like, so. Um, so they they all are trying to figure out how they're going to take down these metahumans, and uh, they, who is it, Cisco decides that they're going to use some kind of, or is it Harry? No, because he's like, they were talking about, like, somehow you defeated, you defeated him with vibe, like, these electronic pulses or waves or something before. He goes, yeah, because I, he, like, did it at a different frequency. That's also how they took out the time wraith. 
Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. So they yeah. decided they're like they're like, oh, we can do it all at once, and then like they can, they just the genius sons of bitches just come up with the craziest idea. Like, oh, it was nuts. It was actually really cool, but um, Pep. Oh. Okay, so they came up with this crazy idea, and then Joe pulls Barry aside to talk about his, you know... Optimism. Optimism and and all this stuff like that. Cisco vibes again, um, seeing a building about to collapse with a group of dead birds at his feet, but then he comes out of it, and he can't figure out why. It's like, birds, why? (laughs) It's like, dead birds. Um... Yeah, and when Joe pulls him aside, he also he tells Barry also that he wants to, you know, he needs to talk to Wally because he told what Wally was doing, and he's like, please, will you please talk to him as the Flash, like, you know, get get him to stop doing this, like, do everything. And Barry's like, I'll do what I can, you know, just right. But he's pretty much like, you know, Wally is his own person, and he's gonna do what he's gonna do. Like, you know, if he wants to help, you can't keep stopping from doing it. That's pretty much what the yeah. Flash said because he's very much like himself. That's right. Um. And uh, I guess Cisco's in his lab, he's struggling with some equations about, you know, how to figure this all out. And Caitlin looks up and sees Zoom again. She's, like, hallucinating him. But when Cisco looks, Zoom isn't there. So, you know, it just... She tells Cisco that she sees him everywhere, and she's afraid all the time. She's worried she can't move on, but Cisco hugs her and tells her that she'll recover eventually. It's pretty much like any kind of PTSD. You know, she's, like... You know, it's going to affect her for a long time, like... You know, anybody that was taken, captured, and even in real life, you know, if you're taken hostage or you're taken, you know, you're kidnapped, you're going to have some kind of, there's going to be issues. Where are we at? This is, uh, in his car, Wally's in his car, and then Flash shows up, starts talking to him, you know, he has a conversation, and Wally's like, oh, I just got to do what I got to do, pretty much, and, like, Barry's still his happy self, and then you can just tell Wally's just fucking elated as shit. Oh, yeah, you can't believe to that be he's talking, to, talking the to Flash, and, um... And then uh, the Flash gets called away. And it was so obvious to me because the Flash was like, oh, yeah, 5th and Main or whatever he said. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, Wally's going to go fucking follow him. Right. And then, yeah, so Wally follows him and then... And then... Oh, it is, it is 5th and Main. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, your memory is better than you thought. Yes. Um, but, yeah, so Wally does follow him and, you know, they meet Black Siren out there and then... Um, Black Siren is just taking the flash. She's beating the fuck out of him. Yeah, she like she, he's like I don't see why Zoom's afraid of you. She's kicking his ass. Like yeah. And then uh, that's when Wally shows up and just smashes her with his car. Does like a fishtail. Yeah, exactly. Bumped her up. And... Fucked her up, and then and then Flash phases right into the car and or gets in the car or whatever, and then Wally starts driving him back towards Star Labs, I think. And what was it? I mean, she was screaming at Flash at like what twenty five decibels above what kills humans. Like yeah, and, and it was making was, his ears bleed. Mm, yeah. And then, uh... I mean, if he wasn't who he was, he would be dead. Oh, yeah. And then, like, as they're driving down, Wally's going as fast as he can, and then all of a sudden, Flash is like, thanks, and phases out of the side. And And then Wally's just, again, has that elated look on his face. Yeah, Wally's... He's stoked. Yeah, he's loving it. It's like, I gave the Flash a ride. (laughs) Uh, yep, yeah, that's where he goes, back to Star Labs. Um, so Joe gets pissed at Barry for not stopping Wally, but Barry is still pretty sunny, and... Leads into, um, or leading to Iris correcting, or cornering him. Jesus Christ. Yeah, says, he, you're not invincible. Um, a little fear can be healthy. Yeah, we mentioned that. And, um, and this is where Barry, Barry's like, Joe, I can't really stop Wally. He's going to do what he's going to do. 
Right, he wants to be a hero. Like you know, he that's who he is now, and that's what he wants to do. You can't stop him. Like he's just like he goes, "That is your son." And he goes, "It's funny because the way the way Barry says it, he goes, he's your son.'" And he's like, "I know he's my son. I know I should be able to handle it." And Barry's like, "No, that's not what I mean." He says, "He's like you. You know, he's gonna do everything he can to help protect whatever." Right. And he's like, "Well, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you can't really do it. You can't really do anything about it." Um. So back at Zoom's hideout, Siren comes to him, and Zoom tells her to take out some more buildings that are just. They're distracting Team Flash so he can finish doing what he's going to do. And she says something like, what are you going to do? And he's just like, <laughs> it's weird. It's like a, he's, or yeah, she's, she says, uh, it's a great line. Because he says, um, go take down more buildings so um, they don't find out what I'm up to. And she's like, what are you up to? And he goes, no good. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very cheesy, but I liked it. It was funny. Yeah, and she was like mentioning that she goes, "Well, all your other elite captains are have been taken down by the Flash, except me." And she goes, "You know, she's getting overconfident, and she, you can still tell that she has a little bit of fear towards Zoom, though." Like, right. The way she like, you know, he's just he's just an intimidating son of a bitch. So I I actually heard that about this next part. The dimensional tuning fork is something that came from Crisis. Huh. I don't recall. But um, I'm not positive on that. That was just what I had heard. Um. But Cisco creates the, a dimensional tuning fork that will send a pulse through the city, knocking out anybody from Earth too. Which, in the process, the Flash would have to run in a certain pattern around the city. Basically, I guess just around the entire city. I think it yeah, was. Yeah, it was so the, the the waves bounce off. He he's causing some type of energy field that cause, so the the waves from this thing can bounce off and just hit every single person in the whole city. Like from Earth too. And Harry and Jesse put on um, Beats by Wells. Yeah, it's funny <laughs> to. Uh, you know, shield their ears from the, from the wave because they're they're from Earth too, and it'll kill them too. So they have to put them on there um, to do that. I mean, we're not quite there yet, but um, right. That was just yeah. Like they I were yeah, it was like, during during the whole scene that yeah, they talked about it. And then, but they were like trying to they had to think of a way to stop um, Black Siren and then, uh, uh, what's his face? Uh, Cisco's like, I think I have the craziest idea, the worst idea ever. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Black Siren's in a building. She goes, I've never taken down so many buildings at once. And all of a sudden, this uh, freaking reverb and uh, Killer, Frost. Killer Frost show up. Um, she tells them that she thought they were dead. And they say that Zoom has to so think that Zoom. for yeah for now. Mm -hmm. uh, Cisco appeals to her ego, asking her why she's starving. Or serving Zoom. Starving. Jesus Christ. I'm terrible at reading, apparently. <laughs> why she's serving Zoom um, when they could be gods. And... This is at the point. This is uh, Cisco's doing a kick-ass job. Being, I mean, I know he was obviously played Reverb in the show, like he played right. him, but like he's doing him a good as job. Cisco as playing Reverb. Right. Even, I understand what you're even saying. Even Caitlin was pretty good at it. Like I said, even though, even though the actress still played, but still, you know what I'm saying. Right. They're playing their. I'm seeing them as real people. Normal characters. As these as other these characters. Other, yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Cisco did do a pretty good job. And the one thing I didn't think about is what what happens right. The the thing that gives him away. The left-handed thing. Yes. They say, she says it. They I know it. that, but I didn't think about that. I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like. Well, she, uh, Siren's like, you know, she's asking him questions and stuff. And then, uh, she like, he's like, she like, she like, you can tell she has maybe a little bit of doubt in her head. So she throws something to Cisco and he catches it with his right hand. And then she goes, oh, oh and then fucking Caitlin's like, it's, it's like mirror images. He goes, he would be left-handed. <laughs> right. Goes, fuck. Yeah, she says doppelgangers are mirror images of one another and Reverb was left-handed and that um, it's crazy. A Cisco blaster with an unexpected beam of energy from his hands. Yeah, he did that. Did the same kind of like what Reverb did. Yeah. He, he's starting to... 
and then like and then Caitlin's like do it again and he tries to do it he's like <laughs> nothing happens it's funny um but you know it would have been cool though if Caitlin also did something accidental too ice stuff yeah that would have been nuts I wonder what her origin is like I don't know I don't know if this Caitlyn Snow ever becomes a Kayla Frost. I don't think so. I don't know. That would be crazy, though. I feel like if she stayed with Zoom, she may have. Well, it, it seemed like they were in certain Doom. Like, you know, Kayla, you know, because, you know, Siren could have screamed at them at any time and they would have died. Yeah. But uh, right right before anything could have happened, they, they start, you know, flash, you see Flash running around the city. It was cool. And then they released the energy bomb thing and it just it just takes them down to their knees. Everybody, like, you just see all these many humans just dropping. And, yep. And uh, Zoom does the craziest goddamn thing I didn't even know he was capable of doing. Create a breach? Yeah. Yeah, creates a goddamn breach on a whim. With his hand, he's just like, like everybody's like going to their knees. They're like, fucking it. Even Zoom's like, ah, oh, shit. And then he just goes like, puts his hand out, and then a breach shows up. And I'm like, what the hell? So, and then uh, back at the lab, I guess, I don't know if maybe jesse's head micro head, headset was fa- faulty or something but she starts screaming freaking out like it hurts and then uh, i think it might have something to do with her her powers coming because or something because she was freaking out like nobody else freaked out like that yeah none of the many humans freaked out like that you know even and wells gave her his head his head earphones and then he just kind of passed out i'm hoping he, i'm hoping he doesn't die from it yeah i actually like him i like this this harrison wells and then they, they pretty much say, just uh, time to collect. I say, And then they're like, go clean up. And then Barry's like, all right. So he pretty much collects all the bad guys. And some of them go into the pipeline. Some of them go to, what's the other, Iron Heights? Is that the name of that prison? Yeah. And it's funny because like, Joe's talking to his captain. He goes, well, some of them are in Iron Heights. He goes, and the others, he goes, and he's like, I don't want to know, do I? He goes, you don't want to know. <laughs> and so the, uh, Caitlin says that helping protect people is one of the things that keep her sane. So, like. That'll always be something that'll keep her from being a bad guy, just having all the people with her and being able to help. And the Flash arrives at the department, police department, to tell Joe and Captain that the Zoom got away. Barry comes, pulling Joe aside and telling him that he isn't going to stop Ollie from trying to be a hero. Yeah, we had that. And then, like, and then, and then the captain's like, you know who's not here right now that could be here is freaking Barry, Mr. Allen, to get his work done. And like, Flash takes off, and then Barry Allen walks in. He goes, Ah, I just heard my name. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Joe's like smooth. Yeah, he goes, That was really great. Um, so then everybody, the whole, you know, Barry heads home. The whole team, Flash Seven, get together. Which Henry, Team McGee, um, seem very taken with one another. Um, which, like I said, they acted before in something else. I well, he hasn't that... seen boobies in a long, long time. Like, yeah. Because he went to prison, and then he went to, like, in isolation pretty much after that. Like, he was, right. like, living in a cabin. So I wonder if he had any, if he's had any. Eh, maybe he had internet. Maybe he had a little, little pink tacos for lunch. Dude, I, I think that there is something. Speaking of the cabin, there's got to be some merit to what he said about his maiden name being Jared. Or Garrett. Garrett. Oh, yeah, I think so, too. See, I looked it up online. His name is like Henry, or is not. I wish it was Henry Jason Garrick, but it's uh, it's Henry Allen. His he, mother's name. I know that I'm talking about Jay, Jay Garrick's real name. Oh, yeah. I looked it up. I thought maybe his middle name would have been like Henry or something, like, and I would have been like, oh, that'd be crazy. Um, but it's not, it's, not, it's something else. But um, I just I think there's some there's some merit. I think. I mean, I, dude, I cannot wait. The, the biggest thing that I'm excited about for Tuesday is finding out who the man in the Iron Mask is. I hope we find that. They say that better. we're going to get an answer. Fucking better. I, I still think it's regular. It's actual Jay Garrick. That's, I just, I, but you know. who that is, I, I don't know if it's going to be a completely different actor. Maybe, it's, it Harry, maybe be... it's Harry. 
Henry? Or Henry. Earth 2 Henry. See, the only thing that would keep me from believing that, maybe, well, I'm thinking it might be like Earth 2 Flash's grandfather. Something, yeah. It could be Henry, but. I don't know. Just like him with an old age makeup. I mean, who knows with this show? Like, I don't think in the comics that uh, Jake Eric had any relation to him. He's just on Earth 2 Flash. Right. That was it, really. And, well, like like they're like they said, they're at a, they're having dinner. Everybody's there, you know, like uh, Barry's surprise, and so is Henry. And then he like flirting with the doctor, and then everything seems to be going completely good, which well, we know and, in Flash and, world. Right, and then Barry even asks Iris to give the relationship a shot. Yeah, so everything uh, is like very good happening right now. And Joe and Jesse praise Wally for helping the Flash, and the team stands around the table toasting the family. And Cisco suddenly vibes one more time. He vibes more dead birds. He looks behind himself in the vision and sees Earth 2, Central City, literally just collapsing. Splitting in half, like, right. And, like, the way Cisco describes it, he goes, they were splitting at the poles from north to south pole, just splitting. Right. Which is insane. And right after he comes out of that Zoom, or, yeah, out of that vibe, Zoom comes to kidnap Henry. Barry takes off after them following Zoom to his childhood home, where Zoom then kills Henry. And before that, like as as Barry took that, because uh, Zoom comes in, he says something flash, and then like he takes off, and then Wally looks where Barry was standing. He's like, oh yeah, that's right. Complete realization in Wally's head that Barry is the Flash. Now, did uh, Jesse? Does she know that Barry's Flash? Yeah. Does she? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, she does. I mean, okay. Yeah. I don't remember her finding out for sure. Yeah, I'm sure because she doesn't. I mean, it wouldn't really. Even if she, she, there's no reason she shouldn't. She's. Not from Earth One, like right. I'm pretty sure she knows. Like. But yeah, so Wally then finds out that Barry's a Flash, and Zoom is determined to make Harry or to make Flash have a very similar origin um, that he had. Yeah. Watching both his parents die and both of them being pretty much his fault, ultimately. So that was sad, and like I always hate love in these shows, like. I like because like the way Zoom went back and then did it, like I feel like is there Barry could have at least tried to run forward. He didn't even try. He yeah. just stood there and watched. Like, you know, he's just as fast as Zoom. I mean, maybe. And so like I just don't understand why he didn't at least try. And I mean, Barry's dad was pretty optimistic about it too. He was yeah, just I love like you, Barry. He goes, just do what you got to do. Be, yeah, be, be the you hero are. you're always that you that you always were. It was a sad. It was a, a sad as shit out of nowhere ending. <laughs> it was crazy. I didn't see the preview for next week either, but no. it's called The Race for Your Life or something oh, like I that. can't wait to, to watch it, dude. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's tomorrow. Yeah. Yes. It is tomorrow. I can't watch it till Wednesday morning, though. Yeah, I don't think I can either. I, I close tomorrow and close Wednesday. How, how long does it take to come on Hulu? Uh, it'll come on Wednesday. Oh, man. See, I wish it came on Tuesday night. I, would watch I mean, you could watch it on Cooking Popcorn Tuesday night. Yeah, I guess so. That's sometimes that's what I do. Yeah, but I want, I want to watch it with the, the better quality. Right. Now we're gonna get into Arrow. Um. There we go. Somewhere. Arrow started off. Uh, I'm having a hard time remembering exactly how Arrow started. Yeah, so I can't remember either. I think it pretty much picked up right. Yeah, it picked up right where the last one, where Damien was getting all those souls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he like a uh, Arrow. While you're looking for that, and then uh, Arrow and Spartan were. You know, pretty much it's getting tossed around by Damien Dark. He's become so powerful that it's it's ridiculous. And he goes, you know, I'm not gonna kill you, which is funny because there's so many times he could have probably just killed him and he didn't. And right. He left him in there in the building to collapse over them, and he like left. And he's like, I got other stuff to do. He's like, I'm gonna let you see the world end. He goes, I want, I don't want you to die. I want you to suffer. You know, I want you to ha- 
So he, uh, it was this episode where they go down in that bunker. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the York. And then, uh, but you know, they get out. Yeah. And the arc, Theo wakes up and tries to make a phone call. But Merlin and a number of ghosts show up. Alex is dead. Machen is gone, and Merlin has Thea taken into custody. Uh, yep. And that's it. Is that right? When he gives her? No, no. Okay. Not yet. Um. <clears throat> so back at Felicity's apartment, the calculator turns off a news report about the nuclear attack. Curtis comes to see them, which is the first time we've seen Curtis in like five episodes. It feels like, um, and is impressed by Cutler. Um, Felicity get, gets a message and leaves the pair in charge he goes, of... You're the Cutler? Like, he goes... He's like, you, that's weird, because there's a name of a guy, Cutler. He's yeah, like, Noah Cutler. He's a, one of the, a, a renowned hacker. It was like him meeting a celebrity. It was funny. Um, I love him, dude. He's so Yeah, funny. he's he's great. I wish they had him in... I don't know. He must be doing another acting job, because he was gone for a while. I can't wait to see him as his superhero. Yeah. Probably mm. season five now. Hopefully. Maybe maybe next see next episode. Dude. Who knows? But um, he gives Felicity gives the message and or gets a, gets a message and leaves the pair in charge of trying to figure out the Rubicon issue. So back yeah, because in the last episode they didn't actually stop it. They are just uh, to slow it down pretty much. So right, they, they just gave themselves more time. Um, so back at the Hive home base, they've brought in Felicity's ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> To try and uh, wrest control over Noah and Felicity. Ru- yeah, over Rubicon from Noah and Felicity. Yeah, he's good, and he has a fucking grudge against Felicity, so he's going to try hard. Why would they put girlfriend? These I people are terrible. Um, so in the lair, Lance, Captain Lance is watching the news reports and panicking. Oliver can't get in touch with Thea, but Felicity's in touch with her. She's the GPS tag from the Glades. On Thea's location, and Oliver and Diggle go off to find her. So, which makes me think that Damien Darkus had to have—he had to have built that. Oh, back like when the when uh, the uh, oh fuck, what the hell was the name of Damien or Malcolm Merlin's? I don't know. The Undertaking. Yeah, because that that shit is humongous. It didn't get built overnight. Yeah, <laughs> like they had to have built it when that when they were doing that. Yeah. Like Damien Dark's probably been in Star City for a long time. Getting shit prepared. Right. Um, this is, and then we, get, we see some more flashbacks in this episode. And then oh, we see yeah. Oliver and Ta- Ta- Tiana, Tiana or whatever. Yeah. Are making their way to their escape with a pair of riders. Soldiers show up and shoot both of them. No, yeah. It's, Oliver gets kind of shot in the shoulder, and then uh, Tiana gets just kind of blasted, but she somehow is in, in getting the powers from the totem, so she is not hurt. Yeah, she's seemingly invulnerable. Which gives Oliver the opportunity to shoot them, and their spirits fill Tiana. Which is even crazier. Yeah, she's starting to get mad with power, too. So um, so back at the Ark, Merlin lectures Thea, telling her that, um, you know, he doesn't want to drug her to ensure compliance, but he will. She tells him to get it over with. Which is dumb. So he, like, yeah, and then, so, like, Oliver and Diggle show up to the spot, and they're like, well, he's like, there's nothing here. He goes, where the hell? He's like... And then they come across like a sewer access. He goes, "Is there supposed to be a sewer access right here?" And then she goes, "Not the, not on here." He goes, "Well, I guess this is where we're going." Yep. And they get in there, and um, it, during that, uh, Ruve is unhappy with the fact that 
uh, Lonnie Machen and Team Arrow are still problems, and she tells Merlin to get rid of Oliver. Yeah, which I can't imagine how, because Oliver has bested Merlin multiple times now. And right. Cut and his hand off. Mer- Dude, I, I don't know if it bothered you, but it bothered me so bad that Merlin's hand, like, was he was, it was just like... Whole- he was just holding it like this, and it was, like, flopping over the whole time, and it just looked retarded. Okay. looks so stupid, dude. <laughs> and it was pissing me off so bad I hated it. Because um, it makes yeah. me think that he can't do anything with it. Right. I don't know. Uh, back at the... Well, it wasn't the lair. It was... Oh, yeah. At the, uh, Felicity was at the lair, and he, she got a text from Curtis saying there's an emergency, so she rushes home and just to find Donna and Noah fighting, of course, because... Felicity's mom shows up and just starts causing trouble with Noah. And Curtis is just sit, sitting back drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> And so Donna, basically Donna's problem is that she's not happy about Felicity being with her father and um, the argue, or the argument, es- the argulates, I don't know why I was going to say that, the argument escalates to the point where Felicity has to admit to Donna that she works with the Green Arrow. Donna is upset about this and finally lets Felicity get back to work saving the world. There's a lot of hypocrisy in these women in this show, dude. Look. To get, I'm getting mad at you for lying, but I'm gonna lie to you about something, and then you're gonna get mad at me for lying, and then I'm, but I've been lying to you about something this whole time. It's like, right. it drives me insane. Um, Cutler so, and Felicity get to work, pretty much, like, along with Curtis. Curtis, yeah, they all three of them start to do it, and it's pretty intense. It's pretty intense hacking scene. Yeah, like it's, I mean, as far as hacking can go, like as far as it can. The only thing that that bothers, like, when when that that guy like overtakes their computer, and you see all the colors like on their computer, yeah. they just keep typing. Yeah. They're just like, shh, like, how is what they're doing? How they can't see what they're doing. Yeah, but they don't need you, to. You got to be good, I guess. But you know, they're back at the Ark. Oliver and Diggle scope the town out. They just let her, like, they're like, they're like, kind of like, what the fuck? Like, this is weird. Like, oh, dude, I loved Oliver's reaction when he w- walked in there. Like, it was so funny. He's like, well, all right then. <laughs> He's like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And then, so, like, they, they, they split up and looking for the Thea, and then. They find Alex's body and realize that it must be the place, so he enters, taking down a couple of ghosts, but Thea decides to fight him instead of escaping. She holds a gun on him, she goes and she like calls him to Merlin. She goes, I got the fucking intruders. Like so she seems to be dosed with the same stuff that she was dosed with when she killed Sarah. Oh yeah. She becomes Um I didn't even think of that. So like uh you know, Merlin comes in with some ghosts and they start a little battle comes ensues. And they're fighting, and Diggle shows up and takes out some ghosts, and Oliver and Merlin make their way into the melee that ensues while Thea starts shooting. Outside, Oliver and Diggle are fought, being... So they, they take off running, and they're just... There's an awesome chase scene. They're running through the town, and they're getting... You know, Oliver's doing some awesome... He did, like, a backflip. He shot this guy with an arrow. He was doing some really awesome arrow shit in this episode. And, uh... And they take them all out as they make their escape into a basement or into another house where there was another family. At Hive headquarters, Dark is impatient with a lack of progress getting Rubicon back. But you got—I mean, it's one guy versus fucking three super geniuses, which I can't believe he was so—he was as good, you know—he was pretty much taking on the calculator, Overwatch, and freaking Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific all at once. Like right. it was crazy. Like, yeah, but he didn't last very long. No, and then so like I mean, in the in the fa- in the house that they ran into, they come across a family. They're scared to see him. He goes, "We're not bad. We're good." And he's like, and then that's like, or like, like on cue, the freaking Riv Ruve, Ruve, yep, pops up on the screen saying, "Oh, these guys are bad guys. They will kill you, pretty much." Like, right. And then those people also said that they weren't taking those pills. Yeah, they're like, "We we did this willingly." He goes, "We know. We believe." And Oliver's like, "How could you fucking believe this?" Like, right. he's like, he's so dumbfounded that these people can be fucking falling for this nonsense. Like, I mean, it, it, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know how they're falling for it either. But like, if you are living in this, I mean, it's seventy degrees and sunny every single day, all day. Never gets nighttime. Never goes away. You know, in this Truman Show arc. I would get tired of it. The non-nighttime. I like nighttime. Yeah. So let's see. So back on Lee and you, Tyana gleefully takes up the idol. She wants to take on Kovar, a dictator in Russia. Okay who has ground on her town under his heel. Oliver tells her that they'll do that, but first they have to help the rest of the people on the island. Yeah, he's like, there's people here that need us too. He goes, you can get your revenge. He goes, but remember what you said. He goes, we need to help everybody we hear that we can too. Uh, so Curtis then suggests, and after it comes off the island, Curtis suggests that they should overload Rubicon with access requests because and cause it to collapse. Like an iPhone. Yeah, like like if you like pretty much if you're trying to unlock a phone and then you do it too much kind of thing, I think. And he's like, and he's like, some so he's like, and his calculator's like, something so simple couldn't possibly work, and like right. something like that. And then it does work, and yeah. And um. then like you know, like parents fucking Felicity's parents are bickering again. She's like, she's seeing how they're kind of bonding, and it's bothering her. Right. And uh, Cooper gets control of Felicity's system, which is Felicity's ex-boyfriend, and he's like pretty much controls it. He's like talking to them and. Shit starts exploding in their house. Like lights start flickering. Like right, he's which like is taking crazy. over the electrical grid. Starts sounding power surges. You know, Curtis finds a way to reverse the attack, blowing up his computer and knocking him away from it. Like he like it was crazy. He fucking got blown the shit away from them. Yes, he did. And then Dark is pissed off because Rubicon's been knocked offline. Yes. Um, Felicity calls Noah dad, and Donna then leaves. Yeah, just part of Donna being upset about their bonding. And then uh, Diggle's getting losing impatience with that family. They preach how they are because they believe the, the world is beyond salvation. They're like, this is bullshit. Um, another flashback. Uh, yeah, back on the NU, Oliver and Tyona join the fight against Ryder's men. Tyona's magic brings her, uh, yeah, bringing her power. Uh, when they find a dying man, Oliver wants to help, wants her to help him, but instead she wants to shoot him and make herself stronger. So she's yeah, getting so. a little... Uh, she goes, she goes, no, it's not. Power. He's not crazy. He goes, this is all, this is, I need more power. It's like, why, you know, why keep him and have him be weak when I could be stronger? And, <laughs> and the scene is funny to me, too. Like, in the apartment, like, Donna's in there folding Felicity's laundry. Yeah. But it's the worst folding I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. She's, like, she's like, she's in folding shit. She's <laughs> just, she's pissed. She's just punching it all up, and she goes, she like, she, and because, like, earlier on, Noah says, he goes, not that you really gave me a chance. And then Felicity confronts her mom about that. He goes, "What did you? What did he mean by that?" Yeah, she admits that they left him. He didn't leave her. Right. And Felicity, you know, Felicity. That's another. That's a. That's a fucking huge lie. And then after Donna was just fucking criticizing Felicity for lying about being on Team Arrow. Right. She's saying like that her day left her. Like that's a humongous dude. Like yeah, that's, that's ridiculous to me. <laughs> Very hypocritical. Very much. So Donna's worried that the lies will make her loser, and she's going, no, you're my mother. You'll never lose me. <laughs> On the arc, Diggle and Oliver zip tie the family. They tie him up. But Oliver's starting to believe Dark's propaganda. He's he's like, maybe he's right. He goes, look, I mean, he's like, it just he's starting to see the hope that these people are having in Dark, but they, that never had in him. Like, well, how, you know, when did we ever make these people feel this way, pretty much? And then uh, at that time, the ghosts come in, and Oliver makes his way to the back door, only to be attacked by Thea. So they start fighting, and Diggle's in the house fighting off ghosts. Uh, Oliver manages to get Thea to fight off her little programming thing. He goes, you can, you're stronger than this, you got it. And she goes, I can't. And then 
she pretty much overcomes it, and they run inside to help John. Pretty much right. Merlin was about to kill fucking Spartan. Like he, yeah. You know, like they, he would not have stood a chance against uh, Merlin at all. Like, yeah, so they they stop Merlin and Thea says she's going to kill him if he drugs her again. Um, I don't even know where before we're at. he can respond. Machen gets on the TV. He has a uh, oh Reve Reve and Reve's, and and Darks and Reve's daughter hostage. Um, Team Mara shows up to stop Machen, um, who says he's tinkered with the power source of the bunker so uh, Stray Shot could send the whole place up. When Oliver says they're not letting him go, Machen sets off an explosion, then stabs Reve with an arrow, and Oliver that Oliver had fired into him moments before. So, bye-bye, Ruve Adams. Did you just take a picture of something? No, I just took a screenshot. Keep going. Um, so, back in the arc... Yeah, I guess we're still in the arc. Merlin starts evacuating people um, as explosions start to rock the streets. In the bunker, Team Arrow fights Machen as the uh, uh, building starts to collapse around them. Oliver saves Dark's daughter. Um... Machen retreats, and so does Diggle, and Oliver stops to try and save Ruve, but she's trapped under the rocks and tells him there's no time, and to save her daughter, he promises that he will, and Team Arrow rushes out with the girl in tow. You say, like, how, like, Machen was like, be careful where you're shooting, he goes, if you shoot something, it'll fucking blow up, and then they oh, yeah. shoot, and see, of course, Thea's fucking arrow is the one that hit that thing, and yeah. caused all the bullshit. And then he takes that and, st- and stabs Ruve. And I still find it so hard to believe that Machen is so good that he was taking on all three of them. I know. It's crazy. Like, Yeah, he's a, he's a little maniacal. Yeah, but he's that good of a fighter. Uh, I guess. It's crazy. Uh, uh, Cooper um, wakes up before Dark can get him working on a packet. hacking project. The Hive operation tells him that they've got problems outside part of the city. We're starting to collapse in explosions. Like, this is a huge fucking hole in the ground. Like, this thing has exploded. Right. I wonder if there's people living above that. Were there people living above that? I don't know. Because if there was, then that, I mean, that was the Glades, right? Yeah, it was I wonder. The I wonder if it was still abandoned or if it was still... I don't know. Um, so back in the streets, uh, above the RT Mare is looking at a huge pit where the Glades used to be. Okay, yeah. Where the Glades used to be. The Glades used to be, so there had to have been people there. Yeah. Um, Felicity tells Oliver that Rubicon is secure, and Oliver says that the city is safe, but there are still people who need saving. And Dark is furious when he... We say Dark finds out about his, his wife. Yeah, he's pissed. He goes, where's my wife? And they're like, sorry. And then and he says, where's my daughter? And I don't... He's like, we don't know. I think they pretty much don't... They don't know where she's at. I don't right. think... I don't think that they know that Oliver has her. Um, so back on Lian Yu, while Oliver and Tyana bicker, Ryder comes and threatens to kill them. Um, at the Hive command, or back at the Hive command center, Merlin delivers the news that Ruve is dead. Dark plans to destroy the world, uh, even though there is no place left to be safe. In retaliation for what happened to Ruve, um, then at Felicity's apo- apo- apartment, <laughs> Donna, oh, that's apartment. Um, Donna tells Noah to leave and Donna stay gone. Donna tells. Oh, Donna tells. <laughs> Donna tells Noah to leave and stay gone, and that he's dangerous to Felicity. Um, he protested that it would not hurt her, um, but Donna persists, asking him if he really believes that um, leaving isn't the best thing for her. And then Curtis and Felicity talk about her parents' relationship, too. Uh, Curtis draws some parallels between her breakup with Oliver and her parents' breakup. Donna comes in to tell Felicity that her father is going away for a while. Dark enters, telling her that he needs a favor. 
when she tells him to go to hell, he says he's going to bring it to them instead. Yeah. That's pretty much it, huh? Yep, that's how the episode ends. That episode didn't end nearly as crazy as the other one, but... We're hoping that for the finale, it's going to oh, be... Yeah. I imagine there's going to be a crazy insane. finale. Yeah. Dude, we're getting... We still got to talk about the fucking the Legends tomorrow and Walking Dead. Oh, we don't have to talk about Legends. You haven't finished it. Oh, yeah. That's right. We'll talk about that next yeah, week. We'll have to talk about it next week. That's why I asked you in the middle of the thing if we... So we're going to get into the... I mean, as far as mid-season finales go, this wasn't the craziest. Like, not, no. not, not a whole lot actually happened. And the, the even stranger part is that this episode was called Shiva. Which is doesn't make any sense. That wasn't mentioned. I don't think we saw a tiger at all. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't expecting to see a tiger, but yeah, I know. I know that. I don't know. Um. So yeah, Fear of the Walking Dead season two, episode seven, mid-season finale, Shiva. This episode was interesting. And I start to draw a lot of comparisons to season two of The hey, Walking well, Dead. I just looked up what does Shiva mean, and it says a period of seven days, formal mourning for the dead, beginning immediately after the funeral. Oh, okay. Well, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, it's a Jew. It's a Jewish thing. I don't know why that comes in play. But yeah. If that's what they mean, then it kind of fits. You know, with the whole dead. You know, they have, they're gonna have a funeral for. Who's Jewish? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Whatever. <clears throat> so I draw a lot of comparisons to the way this this little arc began and ended with a very a lot of similarities to Her- Herschel's farm on The Walking Dead. Except not as long. Not nearly as long, which is good. <clears throat> it pretty much encompassed the entire second season of The Walking Dead in about five episodes. Four episodes. Three episodes, maybe. Um... Everything that happens is uh, interesting, and we got that Celia lady who acts a lot like Herschel with keeping the walkers around. And yeah, but a little bit more crazy. Yeah, she's a, yeah she's got a little bit of. Uh, you talk about Daniel's dream sequence. No, I, I haven't even gotten into the, oh, okay. the notes yet. I'm just talking. I'm drawing comparisons to season right, two. Right. But okay, well the episode opens up with Daniel. He's having a dream sequence, uh, like one within another. It's really weird. Um, so he's got the first one. It's like him with the what we think is him with the little boy. Various visions of this little boy that we keep seeing every t- ever since he gets to the the Mexico and home, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and then he has another one about his daughter, and his daughter starts like she's like sick or something, and she starts to like peel her face off. Wow, that's weird. Well, it was weird because like he he seemed to have woken up from the first one, and he woke up out of bed, and he goes, "We gotta go." And then, Right, running, and then she's like pulling her face off. And yeah, it was really. I was like, "What the hell is going on?" And he, he woke up again. He's like, "Where did you get PCP?" Right. <laughs> he's like, "Hand that shit over." Um, right. So uh, th- this is all in result to the gunshot they heard. I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they wake up to pretty much a commotion, and then uh, I think yeah, I feel like the episode pretty much took off right after. Mm-hmm. And uh, we they come into the room where uh, Strand had killed his boy. I can't remember. Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Thomas, uh, yeah, Abigail, and he is, she is fucking losing, see Celia, or Celia, Celia is yep. losing her mind, like, about, you killed my son, she smacks the shit out of strain, and it's just bullshit. Like, yeah, she basically just like, I want all of you guys gone, you know, and shit's totally hitting the fan right now, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's crazy, yeah, and, you know. um, and then, like, you have it down here, she's absolutely delusional. Yeah, like, she's, del- to the point, like, they're not dead, they're just different, like, they're. 
Like she's like she's like being like Herschel, but on a whole other level. Like it's absolutely it's like Herschel and Lizzie combined. It's irritating. Yeah, it's irritating. Um, so naive and so ignorant. Um, and and this is pretty much all that's going on. Like she, you know, she's telling them that they all have to leave, and you know, they're basically trying to fight for that. They're trying to justify what Strand did. Yeah, which I mean, because they know what it's like. She, you know, she's just been there. Pretty, it's pretty much like the same with her. They've just been in that farm the whole time. Right, or they just been in that place the whole time, and they just they don't know any shit. Like, I'm like, if if, if they're so if they're so as much the same, just go over there and give them a hug. Then, like, if they're not gonna kill you, I'll rip you to pieces. Like, it. I wonder how much time has passed. I don't know. By now, not sure. Um, and then, uh, well, like Daniel's becoming paranoid. Like he's starting to. It's like he's hearing voices, and he's like, you see a scene where he's just like sharpening this metal thing on this rock. Like he just really. It's just a weird. Like he's acting strange. I don't know. All of a sudden. Like, yeah, it's it's pretty weird. And and right, but we missed that part. Chris, yeah. I wrote Chris won't stay in the house because he reminds me of Carl so much, early yeah. Carl. But uh, yeah, he just like runs off like through this weird. Yeah, directly after he they woke up to him with a knife. And they're in their room, and then she's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, and he just runs. He just runs out, and Travis follows him, and um, and, and then the the episode moves on. Travis is looking for Chris. Daniel's paranoid. It's uh, it's it's very strange. Daniel's acting very weird in this episode. I'm starting to think. I'm starting to backtrack on what I had said last week about the show maybe being <coughs> based around Daniel. Damn, Damn Daniel. Um. So Travis is looking for Chris. He's walking through the desert. Um, Chris found a gun on a dead walker. I didn't write that. What does it say? Chris found a gun on a dead walker. I did. Oh, you wrote that. Because uh, Tom, Travis comes up to this walker with a knife in his head, and he saw the holster. There was a holster, empty holster. Oh, okay. Next scene, it shows Chris with a gun. Okay. Um, I didn't know. I didn't notice that. Um. And Nick is seen walking covered covered in Walker blood, uh, and he's bringing Mexi, Mexi Jack Black back. Uh, but he's Walker, so he's Walker Mexi Jack Black. Um, apparently, he smoked too much of that tenacious D weed. Huh. <laughs> it killed him. Um, so there's a guy in this. Uh, we just we wrote this down. There's a guy in the credits. His name was Victor Du Victor Dubois, which is where we're from, Dubois, Pennsylvania. It's probably pronounced Victor Dubois. Yeah. But either way, it was pretty interesting. Um, so, like like we were saying, uh, Travis is um, trekking through the desert trying to find Chris. With only socks on. Apparently. Yeah, with just socks on. And he finds, like, a, a house. And he, does, he takes the knife out of that walker's head, too, so he has a knife now. Yeah, he has got that knife. Uh, he, comes, he stumbles across a house with a Mexican gentleman who is no habla inglés. And he's trying to find Chris, obviously, and the guy's trying to get him to get out of there. And um, he eventually reveals that his, you know, why his feet are hurting so bad, and he takes his shoes off or his sock off, and his feet are just covered in blood and are just oh, disgusting. Gross. It made my stomach turn a little bit, like just imagining that. Oh, oh I'm sure it hurt bad. And there's nothing here saying Celia is ignorant as fuck. <laughs> she is. That's so the like, truest thing I've written on there yeah, so far. It's the scene we wrote. That was the scene where he brought her son back. You know, Jack Black, Jack Black in there, and she uh, was like, "Well, see, he's no different." And then he, he, and then it shows his face. He's like, <laughs> like completely fucked up, and it's just yeah, it's it's. I'm like, then I'm like, give him a kiss, then, bitch. Goddamn, like if he's not, it just makes no sense. I just keep, I just keep saying she's got a very Herschel complex to it. Of course, 
I mean, I guess Herschel Herschel just thought that these people were sick. And they're waiting for a cure. She just thinks that they're different. Yeah, she thinks they're the same thing. Yeah, it's stupid. Well, like uh, Chris Nick does this, and I guess now it's Nick. It was it could go either way to me at, at this time. Like Nick was either starting to fall, understand what she's saying and starting to become like her, which is pissing me off because I like Nick, but this is starting to make me not like Nick. Or he, I mean, he, ultimately he did do it to help help them stay. Like he knew if he did that for her, she would like let him. Yeah, stay. like maybe he's just humoring her. Yeah, but by the end of the episode, that's what I thought at first. Maybe he was just humoring her, making her so like you know just playing her. Yeah. But by the end of the episode, I don't think so anymore. He's acting like a little fucking punk ass bitch. I don't like him. Sucks because I really did like. There's Nick. like nobody on the show that I like right now. Daniel's gone. Yeah. Daniel's Nick's acting like a pussy. A weirdo. Yeah, person. I don't. There, I don't have a favorite either. Strand is Strand's pretty... the only one now that I fucking even. I don't know, but. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I, this episode has taken all my character investment out. Yes, absolutely. Throwing it right out the goddamn window, overboard the Abigail. And then we see a scene where Strand is like digging a hole and. Uh, Daniel's talking to him he's like you can't bury him he goes this is this is unholy ground he goes you can't put him in the ground he's like he says it like five times you can't bury him under the ground and right just... mm. microphone thing. yeah uh, <laughs> so I wrote you know damn Daniel's going crazy like he starts hearing voices and shit. Like it's yeah, weird. and he like comes running. It comes running up to Ophelia, and he's like, "Your mom, she's at the front gate. You gotta, you gotta come. go." And, yeah. and he slices like, that what? dude, and yeah, it, yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, but... he like slices that guy, and they pretty much take him to take him away. And uh, Chris Travis comes across this Mexican guy's house, as we said, and then him. He's like, where's my son? And he goes, oh, he went east. He goes, he's that way. If you keep walking, you go that way. And then Daniel uh, Travis sees like shadows under the door. He goes, there's somebody in there. He goes, please. He goes. He said that if I, if you don't leave, that he's gonna take my, he's gonna kill my son. And then Travis bursts in, and there's fucking Chris holding the gun to this little fucking boy. Like, oh. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it's 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 pretty ridiculous. But so it it all ends up on a chase on foot. Chris runs out the thing, and I gotta give Travis some credit running on those feet, dude. Yeah, that's for sure. That had to hurt really bad. Oh my God, yeah. And he, you know, he chases Chris down, takes takes, or he knocks the gun out of his hand. You know, chases him down. Chris tries to steal his knife, takes his knife out of his hand, and Chris just keeps saying, I'm no good, I'm not coming back. And that's and, pretty much what it is. And then um, Nick and then, you know, show, and then Nick ends up showing up covered in Walker blood again, and he's uh, uh, he's like, I came to find you because I'm going to go. He goes, Man, she, my mom needs you. And then Travis is like, my son also needs me. He goes, I, he's like, I can't go back now. He goes, I can't take him back right now. And, it's kind of sad, you know. It sucks. It's a hard situation to be in. Like it's your son. Right. He needs his father. Yeah. So I mean. So he he basically just tells Nick to lie for him and to tell Madison that they're not coming back. Yeah. Tell him that you didn't find us. Yeah. And Nick obliges. So. And. Um. And then we find out that Daniel, you know, Daniel's he's he's hallucinating his wife. He's having a whole conversation with her while he's locked up in this basement or something. And uh, as DJ was saying, he's uh, tied up. He's seen his wife. He goes, and we found out that we we thought he was in the last episode. Like he was having flashbacks of like uh, a hand around some kid's throat, and I, I assumed that it was like maybe he was doing that to the kid, like you know. But and then we ended up finding out that he was the kid, and then uh, somebody forced him to kill. Yeah. Another man, I you guess. know, making him the victim and, and all this stuff like that, which is it's pretty it's pretty so crazy. They had a rough childhood, I guess. And... Um, 
so Madison has a conversation with Celia in regards to them staying and, and how, you know, Nick is a wonderful soul and, and how he understands what Celia thinks that she understands. And Madison convinces her that she wants to understand. And Celia's like, come with me. And then, you know, they take her to the cell filled with walkers and um, Madison, you know, they unlock the door and they start walking in there. I don't really know what Celia's aim was or her end game was, but Madison locks her in there and walks away. Um, yeah, Celia doesn't like. She kind of Celia doesn't look disturbed by it at all. Like, we didn't see her for the rest of the episode. Right. I don't understand. Like, maybe she didn't die. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's the Walker Whisperer. Maybe. But uh, so during this, Daniel breaks free, Strand then walks free, walks free. The group is totally scattered. Um, and then Daniel proceeds to shame all the Walkers with fire. Yeah, like he like uh, he walked into that the same place that. Uh, Madison locked Celia into and started pouring some gasoline and then he just like drops a lighter everything goes in flames real fucking quick that's very much a Shane Walls complex he started it's, it's interesting because like there was like he, he was looking at the walkers and all of a sudden there was one that looked completely normal I'm like that guy looks like a regular person and then more of them started looking like a regular person I'm like oh okay he's, he's like he's fucking tripping out yeah, but, and and he, like, <laughs> he sees his wife among them and and all that stuff, and yeah. I don't, which I don't know how that's setting his wife free, but whatever. I don't know. Well, he's crazy. Yeah. And then, uh, so pretty much the whole compound is what burning up. Like it, it did not take long. I don't oh, know yeah. what was in that room, but <laughs> something extremely flammable. Apparently. Yeah, it engulfed. The, I think it was alcohol or something. something. In big barrels. I don't even know. That's what I'm assuming. Um. So the whole compound gets you know burns down. Nick sees what's happening. Comes. Not running in, but walking in, and he's like, "What happened to Celia?" and blah 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 blah, and pretty much just makes a conscious decision that he's not gonna go with Strand and Madison. Yeah, Alicia he's like, you guys and are the same. He goes, "You guys are exactly as Celia said. Celia was right." And it's he's bullshit, pissing me off, dude. Because I li- he was my favorite character until this episode. Um, I'm starting to think of Alicia, my favorite. <laughs> Fuck it, <laughs> that bitch watching TV. God damn it. Right. Um, and then I, I I put similarities between this episode and the um, um the barn behind the dying the flames barn. episode of the Walking Dead with the barn burning and them all getting in the car and driving away and they didn't know where everyone was and didn't know that Andrea survived and you know and, and things like that so uh, it's it's pretty interesting hopefully we'll see I, I, a lot more so supposedly it's coming back August twenty first but it wasn't the craziest episode but it was it was good like it wasn't bad. Like, no, I mean they seemingly are going to be going back to the boat, which I know. I guess that's the only way they really, the only place they really can go. Gonna, like, hiking on foot through Mexico, but but they gotta find Travis. You know, they're not gonna Madison won't let them leave without Travis. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I, that's all. That's all we really have. There's not much, you know, too much going on. There's not much movie news happening right now. The next next movie we're gonna go watch is gonna be uh, Ninja Turtles, and that'll be within the next couple weeks. Oh, yeah. But uh, and and I know that we said last time that we were gonna try to have our <coughs> podcast moved from SoundCloud and you know onto a new server, but that that never happened. So uh, hopefully I'm gonna get get it going in the next couple weeks. You might have another uh, this one for sure, and then the next one probably might be on SoundCloud depending on when they can get at, get back to me. But um, we're planning on moving to a new site here soon, so yeah. stay posted. Um, Thank you for tuning in to episode 16 <laughs> of Nerd Talklips, and we will be back hopefully okay. next week. 
Um, there's some complications with next week's scheduling, so you'll either get an episode or not. Yeah, there's a potential we might not have them, but if you are a listener, and then just keep on our Facebook, and you will know. We're going to do what we can. If not, then... Work scheduling, sir. You know, we still got to make money somehow, so we got to do... Yeah, pizzas aren't going to deliver themselves, so... That's right. <laughs> We've got to... But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll keep you guys posted as possible, but um, plan on an episode, if not... Uh, you know, we'll let you guys know later in the week. We should we should have an answer with earlier, as the week goes on. We should have an answer as to whether or not we'll have one. So, and and if we do have one, it'll be early. You'll get it first thing Monday morning. Right. It'll be it'll already be up and ready to rock and roll for you guys. So, but all right. Until next time, guys. See you later. Have a nerdtastic week. A nerdtastic week. That's a good one. We at Nerd Talkalypse Podcast assume no claim in sounds, references, music, and graphics and are not affiliated or endorsed by any companies involved, such as Disney, Lucasfilm, Marvel, DC Comics, Warner Brothers, Sony, ComicBook.com, or any of their affiliates. Nerd Talkalypse is a non-profit generating podcast made for entertainment purposes. We can be found on social media at Facebook.com slash NerdTalkalypse and on Twitter at NerdTalkalypse. You can also email us, NerdTalkalypse at gmail.com. We really appreciate you listening. Please subscribe to us at any of the following servers, iTunes, Stitcher, Satchel, Player FM, and TuneIn Radio. Or also on Facebook every Monday for a live viewing of the show. Please, if you enjoy the show, let us know via email or review on iTunes. If you'd like to be a guest, either in person or via Skype, please send us an email. If there's any subject matter you wish us to discuss, please let us know. We will do all the necessary research to bring you that specific content, either in our next episode or a special of your very own. Thank you again for listening to Nerd Talk Lips Podcast.